It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this sixth day of uh, January 2016. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser. And uh, today uh, we were going to have uh, John Rossi with the Blue Water Navy on, and uh, he's he's been a little bit under the weather. He may show up, and he may not show up, depending on how he feels, I guess. Uh, uh, he last time I talked to him, said he was going to try to make it. I figured he would. I hope his live vest didn't run out of air and sink on him. But anyway, uh, John, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Gerald. How are you? Well, I'm doing all right. This might be a good time to take care of some current events going on. Did, did you hear about them Koreans uh, setting off a hydrogen bomb or some kind of bomb? Well, it was a five-point-something magnitude earthquake. They claimed to set off a hydrogen bomb. Well, they set so, something off. If it wasn't hydrogen, it was nuclear. Either way, they set off a, a pretty nasty-sounding bomb. Uh, you know, uh, I don't, I, so far I haven't heard of much opposition to it. Uh, mm-hmm. seems like they can do what they want to do. Uh, I suspect uh, China supports them, and imagine Iran does too. But uh, uh, that's that's too bad. Uh, you know, uh, people have them type of weapons. Uh, somewhere down the line, I suspect somebody's going to flip one out there and use it. Uh, more and more countries are getting them, and it's... Uh, really hate to see it. Uh, nuclear power used in the right way is a really a good thing, but uh, unfortunately anything they may make a weapon out of, they'll do it, and, and that's um, that's too bad. I think you mentioned once that if they just take some of these ships that they were uh, trying to salvage or putting them off if they would take them out there and install nuclear reactors on them, we could get the ones that a lot of these uh, that we have inland uh, shut down. That uh, all the nuclear reactors would be out to sea. But I don't know if they'd do that. That seemed to make too much sense, wouldn't you, John? I'm just thinking the safety journal, you know, as far as you know, because that's a very dangerous thing. Look at uh, Three Mile Island. Look at Chernobyl. You know, I mean, it's and basically Chernobyl wasn't even caused by the uh, event. It was just an, you know, just an accident. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, and you know, a lot of people lost their lives, and and uh, you have to hand it uh, to those uh, workers there at that plant trying to save save everybody they could. And even sacrificed their own lives uh, so that others 
could live. Uh, and that place is still, I think, unfit for life. So, and I imagine it will be uh, for I don't know how long. Those are Bikini Islands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they've used that stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, this place is unfit, too. Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're a veteran out there and everyone know if you've been exposed to radiation, I guess you could say you were. <laughs> that, if you were. You were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, most you were. Yeah. yeah. You was actually <clears throat> used up beside yeah. a uh, a portable nuke, wouldn't you? Yeah, it was uh, the first portable nuclear reactor, and actually it was a test thing that they had up there at Port Greeley, and uh, they was using it to produce weapon-grade uranium, and evidently, uh, it was there several years, I don't remember how many years, up until about 75, I think, uh, they were using it, and they were even, the water they were running through to cool the thing, they were heating the post with it. I know a family that lived there, and, uh, Joanna uh, Baswick, and she said she, her kids, uh, she was drying their clothes on these radiators. They had these steam radiators like they used to have, and uh, she said she'd dry the kids' clothes on them things, and and all that water running through there was radioactive. So, uh, consequently. They, uh, they they ended up with with a lot of a uh, lot of medical issues and and most people that were there at the post uh, uh, at Port Greeley uh, ended up with medical issues and now they've converted it over to this new Star Wars things that's supposed to uh, uh, be the advanced uh, uh, missile detection or missile missile protection from uh, uh, you know if missiles were coming over the North Pole or wherever. But uh, they they have that in there now. But uh, I would venture to say. That whole area is contaminated. I don't know what else, you know, what you're going to do. Uh, so there will probably be another group of sick people coming out of there. I think there already are, isn't Yes, yes. Matter of fact, they are. I had one uh, call me here a week or so ago. I need to return his call. He got discharged in 2003. And uh, he was bad sick. Uh, uh, he'd done some kind of uh, infantry training there at uh, Fort Greeley, and they crawled around the dirt and everything else. And, 
and then in the snow and the ice and uh, infantrymen, uh, young poor guys up, up there, they're always outside. And, uh, but anyway, he come down and ended up in the hospital there and uh, ended up with a head injury. I, I don't remember what he said happened there, but uh, they ended up uh, putting him out of the military on a medical discharge. I think they gave him 10 or 20 percent, and he was wondering, he was asking me questions about it, if if he thought he could file for more, and I told him to talk to a good service officer. So, uh, yeah, we have people coming out of there that's currently been discharged, you know, veterans, and so... It's still, in my opinion, a dangerous place. I wouldn't want to go up there. Uh, and the military in general is a dangerous place, General, as far as, you know, different things. I mean, whatever job he did could be dangerous. I mean, you don't have to be in a war zone to have a dangerous place. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know and, and uh, that is so true. Uh, usually, it, you know, <laughs> of course... I guess anything can be dangerous, but I believe the military is exceptionally dangerous. Uh, uh, first of all, you go in when you're young, and uh, uh, it takes them quite a while to try to train you, and during that training process, usually you get hurt sometime or another. Uh, and exposure. Uh, they have to deal with so many different agents, uh, uh, paint thinners, uh, herbicides, uh, uh, you name it, uh, insecticides, uh, uh, good grief. Uh, there's no end to the list of contaminants that's used in the service. So, uh, you know, if you plan to go into the service, keep that in mind and 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 take note because once you get out, it's very difficult to uh, to win a claim on exposure issues. It's extremely difficult. They don't even want to talk to you about it. And, well, we know so. Plenty that that's had that too. You notice how the time changes, you know, and like the times change, you know, and Vietnam is Agent Orange. World War II is radiation, you know, because the occupation of Japan and the test, Trinity and Bravo and all those, and uh -huh. um, boxcar and all those tests. And then after that, we had to start with the Project 112 and Shad testing. They started testing different agents on our own troops, Navy ships. You know, I, I could still never understand that, uh, John, uh, why they would use their own military personnel as guinea pigs. Now, they knew the danger of these agents that they were working with. Uh, uh, granted, some of them were assimilants, uh, but... Uh, 
all in all, uh, you know, you don't use your own personnel as guinea pigs. You're not allowed to use uh, prisoners of war. Uh, look how they treat these jokers over in Guantanamo Bay. They treat them like kings. And uh, uh, you can get special food to eat. And here their own military personnel, they just could care less. I mean, when you sign on the dotted, yeah, you sign on the dotted line, they own you. They don't get pork chops. No, uh, I don't guess they like pork chops. Uh, I don't know what crazy folks. Who in the world don't like pork chops? Mm, that's uh, tenderloin. Yeah. Oh, bacon. Uh, bacon. Oh, and ham. Oh. Yeah, they'll be released I, before long. Yeah, well. They'll be back yeah, over in the Middle East. They'll be back over making. No. I don't know. They'll be over making bombs. Put them back to work. And, uh, yeah. They go back to work. Put them back into the fight. Yeah. We've had them long enough. That's the agenda. My opinion, they ought to hang them all. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't be testing human beings anyways. I mean, if they do, it's got to be, you know, people that maybe has that's got terminal illnesses that can volunteer to be tested and maybe, uh, you know, they could pay them something to help their families out. Well, now, they had the seven-day Adventist, wasn't it, that they, uh, that was a volunteer group. Instead of going to fight, uh, they volunteered their services to be uh, used as guinea pigs. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I, I met some. Didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, I'd like yeah. to read up on that. Yeah. Uh, they sure did, and uh, uh, they were, I think, called the White Coats. Uh, are you familiar with the White Coats? I've heard that term. Uh, yeah, uh, that was your, I think, uh, now, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it was the seven-day admins, and uh, they said, look, we don't believe in going out and killing another human being, but we will volunteer and uh, for testing and they were involved in a lot of tests. Well, they should have done something different. The trouble is, uh, the military decided just to throw some troopers in there with them. (laughs) And Navy Mm -hmm. personnel and Air Force personnel and Marines. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it could have been some Coast Guard involved. Sure. Hmm. Must have made a video about religion or something. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, they uh, yeah they had a, a bunch of them. Well, and, I think separation uh, of church and state should have took care of that issue. They should have went ahead and went well, anyway. It, should have 
if they drafted, uh, you know, I I enlisted. Uh, I know a lot of guys that were drafted back then, and uh, they uh, they went and served. Uh, most of them, uh, well, except I don't think Bill Clinton went and served, but uh, uh, he's one of the few I know that ran up over the hill towards Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, if they drafted my next door neighbor or my buddy, uh, why couldn't they have drafted the others? I, I just. Uh, you know, they could have put them in a non-combat mm-hmm. uh, area. Uh, because for every uh, combat personnel at, at the time I was in, they said it took a minimum of 10, uh, ten people uh, to support this combat. And, They've got a lot of places that they train, and they can be cooks and chefs or wash dishes at oh, all those places. Oh, yeah, clerks, uh, you name it. I mean, you know. Uh, Big trenches, do something. Uh, yeah, most of your military are sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that don't mean they didn't do their jobs. Uh just because they wasn't standing up there shooting bullets at one another. Uh, yep, to, doing and, the dance. And, and they, they were, you know, uh, a lot of them had hazardous jobs, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did have hazardous jobs. Yes, they did. Look at them on these aircraft carriers. My lands, I just can't imagine running around them jet engines when they're revved up to take off. Um, mm-hmm. that, that'd be one heck of a dangerous job. So, Especially if you're the launcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think Stretch, he was, uh, he was on a launcher. Launcher and cat captain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was, mm-hmm. and... We've got another buddy I've had that was a cat captain in a plane crash on top of him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, them were extremely dangerous jobs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, with that yeah. four and a half acres of bad. You know, cause there's a lot of people. Just a nut or a boat on that flat deck called a plane crash. Yeah. Well, it was too, because uh, more people lost their arms and legs or arms and stuff because of props. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were chopped up pretty bad, and uh, that was dangerous too. Yeah. Of course, they come in, land the gear all shot up, they crash on the deck, and you shut the plane overboard. place out in the middle of nowhere and drop a couple of bombs and come back. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's better you know, we, now than what it was. But no, it's not. You don't think it is? We used to have a series of ships in the Navy. They were, they were auxiliary ships. Yeah. They were called, they still got a few. They were called destroyer tenders and sub-tenders and repair ships. Yeah. A-R, A-D, and A-S designators. These ships were floating industrial powers. These ships had everything from a TV station to a foundry and all things in between. Electronic shops, everything. They could actually take, if they had the material, they could actually build a ship. They had the people qualified to do the job. Uh, Larry okay. Richards, he worked on one. He was a machinist made or something. Mm-hmm. Worked in the machine shop. And anything that busted, they had to build a rail. They know. had to build the parts. Yeah. yeah. They had to make they a machine shop. Stretch. Yeah. They, had, yep. they got their own machine shop. So they are decommissioning and sinking or tiny ships up. We don't need that, people. We get into a situation, we're going to need this. What's going to happen? And right now, our maintenance is lacking because of what? Well, There's not enough places to do the repairs. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? Uh, they was testing that new ship that went out there, uh, doing its, uh, what, shakedown crew, they ca- uh, cruise they call it or something. Oh, yeah, the USS and, Breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It broke down. They had to, what, didn't they have to tow it in? Yeah. Tow it in. That's, oh, that's, what, wasn't that a battleship? No. Oh, it was some kind of of destroyer or something. You'll never see another battleship in commission. Battleships are a thing of the past. The battleships in World War II were actually were too old. The only thing they were good for was bombardment of the islands when we did the island invasions. Yeah. Aircraft takes over everything anymore. You know, with submarines and aircraft, but you still need I mean, you need to soften up the shore installations when you start, if you do an invasion. That's why those ships are now museums and not scrapped. Well, in my opinion, they can still be used. Uh, Ronald Reagan did. He took them out of mothballs and fitted them with harpoon launchers and stuff and missiles and put electronics on them and updated them and put them back in service. Well, that's what should have been done. They should be kept updated. I'd have done one step further. I'd have cut them in half, put them in dry dock, put a nuclear reactor in them, and put a reactor in them, and then I would have took it and uh, put them back together again and still be in service today. Yeah. Uh, that would be getting the taxpayer dollar. Uh, that would be done with the taxpayers' money, uh, what should have been done. 
utilize them ships to the very end. Uh, because how, how thick were them, uh, uh, the walls of them ships, John? They're pretty thick, ain't they? Because on the ship and the size and location. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I'd like to see them do that to, to some of them, uh, because we can't mothball all these ships. We shouldn't. Uh, we got well, maybe up in tip The battleships had a thickness of the hull, you know, but then had an armor belt around the ship. So some of them were 18, 24 inches or longer or bigger. It depends on which ship it was, what class it was. Yeah. And uh, it was hard for another ship to shoot a shell and hit the ship from the side and, uh, you know, penetrate it. So yeah. battleships had to lob fire. They had to, shoot the, had to shoot the projectile up in the air and let it come through the deck and go down that way. Yeah. And when Arizona got hit by the bomb in World War II in uh, Pearl Harbor, it was actually a modified shell from a Japanese battleship. Yeah. And uh, that ship was actually one of the battleships that actually attacked Pearl Harbor. And it actually survived the war, and we got to sink it in the first nuke test. But this ship, they put a special fan on it, and it went right through the deck, right to the end of the magazine. Yeah. And it, that ship didn't have a chance because it blew air powder and all. I mean, they just took it opened up like a can of tuna and sunk in just seconds. Yeah. And uh, so that's the problem with a battleship. You got a lot of shells and a lot of powder. And you need something to secure it. You got to have something that's impenetrable to have that or you're going to blow up. That's the problem with all battleships. Yeah. And then uh, the British decided they were going to. Of course, they, in the World War One, they had all these uh, rules and regulations as far as what they can build. So Britain built battle cruisers. They looked just like battleships, except they were like real thin hold ships, you know, compared oh. to a battleship. So they, the most famous and one of the fastest ships was the Hood. It was a big ship, but one fifteen-inch shell from the Bismarck sunk it in nine minutes. Yeah. There are three survivors. Three survivors. So, battleships are a thing of the past. I mean, personally, I'd have them. I still have them around. But there's technology out nowadays that might replace them. Uh, you know, we've heard of things called rail guns and things like that, which, yeah. Yeah. you know, basically might be a good deal. Anything you shoot a projectile, 15,000 miles there. <laughs> That real good thing, something to be looking at. Uh, you know, if you can mount them on a battleship, and then if you can mount them on an airplane, that's something I don't think you'll ever mount one on an airplane. That takes too much power. That magnetics can get that kind of speed. You know, maybe a laser on an airplane. They've got a laser on a 747. Yeah, uh, I know they've been playing with that for several years now. And uh, I don't know how efficient it it is. Uh, you don't hear a lot about it. You do hear once in a while about them bringing it up. Something about a real gun though is you got to be able to slow it down to hit your target. 
My target's 100 miles away. Fire away. Well, I'm sorry, about a mistake. Where's the Where's the round? Outer space, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, my land, things traveling. Yeah, moving on. You'd have to shoot the uh, DU with it, depleted uranium. Yeah, it changed uh, shape. Yeah, the only thing I know that could hold up to that kind of speed. But that's a pretty good round, you know. Do you? But, again, that's future. I mean, they've got it, but they've got to perfect it. Right now we've got the smart bombs and bunker busters and good weapons. As long as we use them right, you know, surgical strikes. Yeah. You know, gone are the days of sending 1,500 plane raids over Germany in B-17s. That's called carpet bombing. I've seen some carpet bombing talk in this uh, presidential race about carpet bombing the Middle East. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it used to be, you know, we would bomb by daylight, and we would bomb military installations and factories and things like that. Well, the Britain, they didn't care. The Brits didn't, because Germany bombed London, they didn't care. So they'd take their planes at nighttime, and they'd go right downtown. They wouldn't care. And uh, so, but they bombed them with a little different tactics. They bombed lower level, and they used incendiaries like, uh, you know, uh, plasma bombs and things like that. Yeah. And so we started using that technology in Japan in World War II because the, B, the B-29s were flying too high. And we dropped the bombs out of B-29s, and the winds would be so rough that the bombs would blow five miles off target. So they started doing lower level bombing and uh, using incendiaries like napalm and things like that. Yeah. And in one night, one night they bombed Tokyo. There was more death and destruction that one night than they were when the atomic bomb dropped. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. I can see that because, you know, didn't they have their houses mainly made of paper, I guess? Oh, wood, you know, small, and it's like boss's wood. It's yeah. It very did. thin. It just burnt right up. They did. I mean, you know, they did burn it bad. And, uh, you know, did they deserve that? Some people say yes, some people say no, but that was history. You know, back then it was, uh, you know, kill or be killed. You know, they were out to conquer. They wanted uh, they wanted acreage. You know, I mean, we didn't have to go to war, but they, you know, they attacked us, right? Yeah, that's right. We're still the only... We're still the only country to ever use a nuclear warhead in war. Well, let's hope we're the last. Uh, mm-hmm. The way it's going now, everybody's getting them. They're getting them for a reason. Well, we have them. Russia has them. A lot of countries. There's a map yeah. on Facebook. People have them. But uh, yeah, you know what we we've got some that are ugly. Pakistan, Very ugly. India. Uh, don't England have them? England's got them too. But they, we've got something they don't have. What's that? We've got sub. We've got the big subs. Oh, yeah. Each one of those subs. Each one of those subs is the most powerful country in the world. So. You know, that's, uh, How many uh, nukes do them things carry? Depends. 
I think there's like 16 missiles at 12, 11 or 12 warheads. There's enough. There's enough to put us uh, into the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope they never have to use them. Good movie to watch if you want to read up on this stuff and see how effective it is. Watch a movie called On the Beach. There's two of them. One is a 50s movie and one is made here in the 80s. Watch both of them. You can. It's a good movie. A real good movie. It tells the effects yeah. of after the nuclear war. Yeah. You ever seen that movie, Gerald? I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You need on to rent that on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a dandy. But uh, North Korea's got nukes. What do you think about that? Well, that's... Uh, I don't see how they got them, but they do, so... Uh, going to have to deal with it. North Korea is very unpredictable. It's uh, uh, it's like a kid playing with a match. So, one thing we can do is keep our eye on them. Hope they got a satellite set up there where they can watch them every minute of the day. Because they watch it every second of the day. You only got so long. So if we can tell that they're popping off nukes with seismographs and things like that, we'll we'll keep an eye on them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Or if they start centering a missile this way, uh, let's hope they don't. Well, I don't think they can hit. They might be able to hit Hawaii, or maybe it's part of the West Coast. But uh, I'm pretty sure one of them bad boys that I was talking about earlier is in the general vicinity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so. You know, that's. uh, That should warrant something to take that thing out. That needs to be gone and done with. These little countries like that that uh, are not stable should not have nukes. I keep looking for uh, North Korea to uh, become extremely unstable and maybe uh, even overthrow that that guy they got there. Well, look at it this way. North Korea, if you look at it on the map, lies due south of where? China. Okay, so if they nuke somebody and they get nuked back, guess what happens? China's going to jump in and help them. No. No. Not necessarily. In the world, in the job of Missouri, you get a lot of weather out of the southwest, don't you? Yep. Same thing there. The prevailing winds usually go southwest and northeast. So if they get nuked, all that radiation is going to go up into China. (laughs) So China will probably try to prevent... Right. So they're going to try to prevent them from from starting any wars. That would be a good deterrent. That's how they do. If they don't... If they got to pay attention to it, because they're too busy right now trying to to fill in the sea of Japan with dirt. (laughs) 
Building an island in the middle of the in in the, in the Sea of Japan. Well, this you is know, all and, and uh, you know, if something like that was to happen, that would certainly uh, put South Korea in jeopardy, big time. Yeah. Uh, so that whole area over become unstable. And, it's just uh, a pin drop from it. I. So I would hope that China will uh, keep control of the situation. Tell you the truth, the world's about ready. World's not very stable, Gerald. I know it. uh, It's like the whole cotton picking mess out there is all messed up. Uh, And. It's, uh, well, and then you add the economy and all the name-calling and threats that's going on, and then the economy, uh, uh, it's, uh, I think the whole doggone world's pretty unstable. <laughs> There's and a lot of crazy stuff here. Yeah. Not to be a doomsdayer, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, and then we got Mother Nature we got to deal with on top of all these fools. Uh, She's the top dog. She's the top dog of my book. I think most anything that's going to happen uh, will more than likely be a... a, Catastrophic, uh, uh, catastrophic event. Yeah, uh, whether it's a earthquake or volcano, or you know, now they're talking about <laughs> volcano out there in Yellowstone. They said if it goes off, it'll take out the whole western United States. I think everything would it'd be a bad. It could. It could end it all. There's a super volcano. That's huge. You know, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Or as, or as Jimmy Fallon says, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be. Uh, oh man, that would that would certainly be a game changer. That would be. I'd be down. I'd go down in the. I think the Gulf Coast might survive. There's, I saw some projection maps. <clears throat> yep. yep, head that way. But you never know. I mean, it, it's going to trigger earthquakes and everything when it, when it blows. Hopefully we're yeah. not here when it does. Well. Well, oh, we'll we're not here when it does. Yeah. We might not be. So it's good. let's hope it waits a while. Yeah, a couple of generations, anyway. Yeah, a couple of generations. A couple of dozen. Nah, you never a, know. That's a major concern right now. Yep. Yep, it is. California's could fall off into the ocean. 
Could be, but they're getting a lot of rain now in California. See all the flooding? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And and by golly, they need it. <coughs> Hope it keeps it up for a couple of days. Yeah, they were showing one picture there where it was shooting up out of these manholes there in the street, and it had to be going twenty mm-hmm. foot in here. <laughs> yeah, but they need their, their their rain needs to go east of them, get them mountains, get yeah. them lakes up. Well, the lakes are way down. They're, they're calling for some cold weather, so maybe some of it will turn into snow. Mm-hmm. Well, San Diego built a desalinization plant open this year. Did you know that? Well, they were talking about it. I knew. I didn't know when it was going to happen. But they opened it up last month? Oh, they did. It's not going to supply all of San Diego, but it's going to, do, it's going to take a big, a big chunk out of it. Well, you know, uh, the way it is, uh, the drought and all that they've had, uh, any little bit will help them. So they, they need it. It's expensive to operate because they got, I guess they got to boil that water and, and you know, boil the salt water, boil the salt out of it, and the salt will go back into the ocean, but then they keep the fresh water. Yeah. They process, they need 20 or 30 of them. Uh, yeah. You don't have to worry about uh, it. Each one will become more economic, uh, I would imagine, mm. they, mm-hmm. they get going. Uh, I've actually drank that water before. Well, I imagine you have. You was on a ship. And subs drinking it all the time. Yeah. You know, and, uh, that's how they made the water. How'd it taste? Tastes like steel. Stainless steel. It's okay, but you just had to stain because of the pipes. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that bad. It wouldn't kill you. It's more like Joanna. It's <laughs> <laughs> kept you alive. Uh, yeah. That was something. Uh, no, but... Yeah. The world is not a good place anymore, Gerald. It's in bad shape. Well, you it is. And then we got, uh seemed like things would be easier if we could get the VA to work with the veterans better. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they seem to feel like we've choose, chose up, chosen up sides. Mm-hmm. It's a BA against the veterans, and I don't know why uh, they they want to uh, take that road, but they do. So for veterans, they gotta do what they can to get their uh, if they need service connected for an ailment, and. Uh, VA's not making it easy. No, they're not. Uh, you know, of course, we're doing the the claim series on the Basher Show. And, uh, yeah. We'll do part two next week, but uh, we'll get more into that. But it, there seems to be a, a difficult ride for a lot of vets right now. You do see some success stories popping out of the VA. Uh, you don't see as many as you see later in the year. 
uh, that's true. You know, it kind of runs in patterns, yeah. Yeah, and I guess uh, whenever they allocate the funds, evidently, I don't know how they do that, but uh, always. there should be adequate funds there to take care of your your veterans uh, your, mm-hmm. that's, you know, sick and ailing. But uh, I don't know what they do with it. It's like a bus going around a circle. One gets on, one get off. Well, I think that's right. And uh, yeah. uh, I don't well, know how many veterans are passing on every day. Uh, I imagine that's over 100 a day. Yeah. Well, at my point, there's new money in the system. There's some new money in the budget, okay? Uh-huh. However, however, when I tell you about the bus, one gets off, one gets on. Some of that money that gets off goes back into the system to pay the guy that gets on. So if the guy gets off the bus at 100% and they bury him, right? Once yeah. it's all said and done, that $3,200 a month goes back in the kitty. Okay, so they give the guy, give the new guy 10%. That's right. You follow me? Uh, yeah, it's... They've uh, figured out a way to uh, manipulate the funds and uh, make it look like they're doing the greatest thing in the world when they're mm-hmm. uh, taking thirty two hundred back and giving away a hundred of it. They keep mm-hmm. the rest for bonuses or what have you. It's going somewhere. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. I got. Somebody's got some mighty deep pockets. It ain't going to somewhere in Missouri, is it? Yeah, it ain't coming here. <laughs> uh, mm. I don't know where it's going. Uh, it's kind of, I call it, it's flat right now. That's what it is. It's flat. There's no, you know, there's no good news. You know, it's kind of like a person. You know, if you want to, if you want to survive and you want to live, you got to have something to look forward to. You know, you got to keep that open because you got to have something to reach for, something to do. You got to have a goal, something to look forward to. You know, helps you get through and pass the time. You know, and it's something that uh, you know the VA should help you do that. You know, so if you're disabled and uh, you know you're 100%, you can't work. So go try independent living. See if they can help you do a hobby or something. That's not proved that they can help him because he made him buy him a greenhouse, a very oh, expensive did. greenhouse. Yeah. And uh, well, you know. uh, he's not the only one. I guess there was someone else that got him a, a greenhouse, wasn't there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, I've uh, heard things, but I don't know the actual story behind the story, Gerald. <laughs> well, that's what I am. But, mm. you know, don't hurt to ask. Uh, that's true. Me, I would. But I know uh, he had to. he had to put on his boxing gloves and knock out Rocky Balboa and Mr. T and everybody else to get it, too. I think I would like to uh, do, you know, it's therapeutic. Uh, I would like to open a casino. I think that's of what course. I'd like. Well, uh, yeah. You think the VA would fund that? Uh, I'm, I'm, no. I'm sure I could get a doctor to write a prescription. for Probably not, Gerald. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. It would be therapeutic. 
I'd like to open up a bass fishing school, but I don't think they'd do it either. <laughs> no. Teach these young people how to catch these bass. New, you'd need a new bass boat. And I need electronics, too. Nowadays, it's, there's no skill in it at all. They're pulling up, and they're watching this big screen TV on front of their boat, and they send the fish underneath them, drop a line down to them, catch them, and go on. <laughs>
bass and catch a couple of walleye. You can probably keep the walleye, but uh, they make you try to throw them bass back. Them things oh. worth their weight in gold. Okay. Unless you're in Texas and you catch a, a big record fish, something like that, and they let you take it and give it to the state, and they give you a, a, a trophy, you know. But, uh, yeah. You no, know, it depends on what you do with them. I've, I've had several of them I like to keep. I had to throw back. Several huge fish. Only place I'd want to mount that thing bend and skillet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, actually, you can keep the meat off of them and do a fiberglass mount, though. Oh. So you can yeah. still eat it. Yeah. You can still eat it. But now, these these things are expensive anymore. These boats are running seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A little guy down in Flippin', Arkansas, Forest Woods, started the Ranger Boat Company back in the 60s. Yeah. Now look at them today. Yep. Oh, yeah, Ranger Boat. I'm familiar with that yeah. one. Yep, that's the top dog now. It's been that way for a long time. I don't have a top dog. I got the second in line, but he's always had competition. Earl Bentz, he designed mine. I got a good running boat, but mine is nowhere near as fancy as the newer ones. I don't have I don't have the big screen TVs on it. Well, so but, so uh, you still get to do some real fishing then? Yeah, not much anymore. My service next disability is kind of making it hard for me to do any more fishing. I'm gonna start doing more traveling than fishing. Yeah. I might do some shore fishing in the ocean, but I am not gonna do much more bass fishing. You know, for tournament, and I'll do it for fun. But when your left arm quits working, you're about done. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. but, you know, at least I got a skill just in case in case it falls apart. I know, I know, at least I know how to get food, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, at least yep. you can fish. Mm-hmm. Get some fish, and I love fish. That's right. Well, you I'll have to catch me some of them ocean fish. Get me some get bluefin tuna. Oh. I like that sushi. You ever eat that stuff raw? I never eat that stuff. Uh, you need to get you some raw tuna, blue, bluefin, toro they call it, yeah. on a rice plate. You'd like it. I you would like it. Would. Yep, were your throat scratchy and stuff? You dip it in the right sauce and put a little bit of hot sauce on there. Yeah. It slides down and you, you have no problems at all. It's just, it's delicious. It's good for you, too. That was Subi sauce or what's that? Wasabi, yeah. It's the stuff with radish pepper. Yeah. Yeah. You can mix, mix that little bit of soy sauce. Oh, yeah. That's dandy stuff. Yeah. Because working with the Japanese, we used to frequent that place. Yeah. I'm glad somebody paid the bill because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's no, I never ate that stuff. Mm-hmm. Wasabi sauce. Once I really mm-hmm. liked that, it got me a jar of it. It's good. On spaghetti or hamburgers or whatever they cook. A lot of horseradish in that sauce, buddy. Yeah, it is, and that's why I liked it. I love horseradish. Yeah, but that's green in it. Yeah, it's green sauce. Oh, yeah. Kind of light green. I've seen these guys yeah. trying everything to catch these fish. I've seen them even put habanero on baits. <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah. But 
get to these two and put the peppers on them. But they ain't too bad. But folks, I guess we're trying to tell you in this show is uh, I guess our guest is too ill to come on, so we just trying to add a little bit out. Uh, take a look around you, folks. It ain't too pretty out there anymore. Everybody stay safe. Yeah. Kind of look ahead, keep an eye on the news. You may want to stock up. Keep your eye on the banks. Uh, my lands are always pulling one shenanigan after another. Uh, I think we got a letter today from our bank saying if your savings account has no activity uh, for a year, then they start charging you a fee, and they don't go into how much the fee is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go up to the bank and have a talk to them, because when they put that mm-hmm. banking down here, I was one of the first ones that, that put my money in. Yeah, I've been in the I same situation no with you, I think. Oh, do you? Yeah, same situation with you, and we get treated like crap, that bank. I'm, I'm thinking uh, I'm probably going to change banks. Uh, I may leave my checking account there, but I think I'll move my savings, although I ain't got nothing in it. But tell them to auto, uh, 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 tell them to take a dollar a month out of checking to put in your savings account. They'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah, automatic. Yeah, automatic mm-hmm. deposit. Mm-hmm. Take a dollar a month. Yeah, they want you to save money because they get to use that money for investment, so they get interest on it, see? Yeah. Yeah. Now that the rates are going back up. <laughs> yeah, the interest rates going up. Uh, it's awful slow. I'm, I'm amazed it stayed down this long. Uh, I guess uh, they're making money so fast that uh, they ain't had to raise interest rates, but that's going to catch up to them someday here. Well, yeah, they're going to blame that on the political parties, too, you know, when it starts going up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keep an eye on the economy, folks. Look around you. Uh, uh, There's a lot of homes up for sale, uh, uh, a lot of foreclosures. Uh, I'd keep an eye on on that. Oh, yeah. So. You believe you got yep. this show in, buddy? <laughs> huh? You believe you got this show in? I believe we do, John. I think we've, we've about wore them out. Uh, I think we have. Do you know any good jokes? Good deal. No, I don't know none. Forgot them all. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you a dirty joke. Little boy fell in the mud. (laughs) Mommy got mad at him. Did it all tied. (laughs) I got one. I ain't going to say it about the poor old turtle. No. (laughs) But uh, uh, at any rate, Folks, we want you to have a good, a 
good weekend, and uh, hope you learned something. At least uh, keep an eye on your bank account and what's going on around you in the world. Uh, if you don't know who the vice president is, you should learn. Uh, and who's running for office, be sure to be thinking about that. Uh, we do have election coming up, whatever party you vote for. Uh, you, you may want to go vote. I encourage everyone to go vote. So, John... I think we're totally out of time. And, I agree. Uh, had it had a donate button, or used to have. I, uh, I don't not know yet. On, it's uh, not up here yet. It it, uh, it fell off. I don't know the super glue. They're going to have super glue on there. But anyway, when the donate button gets back, uh, just push on it. Now, I think it'll take PayPal and what have you. Uh, take everything. So uh, donate a dollar or two, kind of help pad it out a little bit. Uh, uh, T-Bird's done a terrific job with it, and she's just trying to keep it alive and going. So, John, I want to thank you for coming on as co-host, and with that, this will be Gerald Cook, but Jay Bassard will be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bastard Show. <laughs>